Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. Sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You're listening to the Jacob Media Sports Network in partnership with AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. Subscribe to the Jacob Media channel on YouTube for access to all daily sports content. All right, welcome back. The Fix is live on a Wednesday inside the Prop Swap Studios, AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. We're settling in now. Uh, Wednesdays is the hockey line change. That's what myself and Rich Q calls it. Uh, he has back your play four to six, then boxing around the globe six to seven, uh, and then on top of that, I had a guest at seven oh five tonight. So craziness, but you know we're still we're still doing the thing. That was still a great segment with Mitch Lawrence from SiriusXM uh, Radio, NBA Radio for SiriusXM, and now we got John McMullins. Let's bring John into the conversation now, and we'll talk some Eagles um, to get this Wednesday football fix segment underway. John, how you doing? Doing well. Yeah, a little hockey shift. I like it. Yeah, it's craziness. You know, he's off the air at 7, and I'm basically, you know, sliding across this table in here, like you know, and uh, popping the mic on, rocking and rolling. <laughs> yeah, it gets tight in that studio. I do know that. It does. It does. But uh, we're all good now. So, all right, we, we've been detailing – you know, specific areas on the Philadelphia Eagles, wide receiver, tight end, running back. There's a tweet I want to get to with you here tonight, but we're going to hold off on that for a second. I want to focus on the offensive line. We've talked plenty about it, but we'll key in on it here tonight uh, and just give us the update, you know, lay the groundwork here for this conversation regarding the Eagles O-line. A lot of options is the best way I would describe it. You know, the offensive line, obviously coming off a a bad season for what it has been. And I think if we we talk about the regression of Carson Wentz on the field, that was probably the biggest reason for it, the the lack of an offensive line. Typically, uh, this was a top 10 offensive line throughout his um, first, you know, through 2016 through 2019. So for four seasons, I mean, it was one of the best offensive lines in football. And then the injuries cropped up and 
maybe some age as well, and all of a sudden it's probably a bottom 10. But while I say that, late in the season, all of a sudden you start seeing guys like Jordan Mailata, Nate Herbig developing, becoming competent players. Uh, and then you have a lot of the injured players returning, and they're good players. Lane Johnson, uh, Brandon Brooks, and even from a talent perspective, Andre Dillard, obviously he is improving it. So a lot, uh, a lot of potential um, chess pieces for a new coach, Nick Sirianni, and obviously Jeff Stoutland, one of the few uh, leftovers from the Doug Peterson regime, but he'll be back as the offensive line coach. A lot of ways to go, and it all starts with Jason Kelsey in the middle. Is he going to play? Does he want to play here? And that's one of the questions that are going to be answered. Let's work in this tweet I mentioned right now. I'm bringing it up a little bit early than I was going to because I think it it definitely applies to what we're talking about. Um, Diana Russini from ESPN tweeted earlier today, just texted with an NFL head coach about the upcoming cuts and what he expects, and I quote, it's going to be a massacre next week all around the league. So fill us in on that and how it could impact the Eagles. Well, yeah, I I mean, it is going to be a little bit more. I I think that's a little bit overplayed. I think obviously because, um, and I talked about it a lot with the budgeting and uh, pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, so nobody thought the salary cap would be going down. So nobody was fully prepared uh, for what's going on. But I I do think that's a little hyperbole. I I mean, basically, you're probably talking for the average NFL team, maybe one or two decisions you have to make that you didn't think you were going to have to make. Um, So I I don't think it's quite as – there are a few teams, the Eagles are one of them, unfortunately. New Orleans probably even more so, a few teams really, really difficult situations, really up against it. And they might be making three or four decisions uh, that they necessarily didn't have to, to make. But you already see the Eagles and what they've done to Sean Jackson. They've set up uh, all Sean Jeffrey, Malik Jackson as their post-June 1st cuts. And um, once they get all that done, once they either release or trade Zach Ertz, you're probably talking about one or two more difficult decisions, and that's it. So I, I think if people expect, you know, 50 guys to go, it's not going to be that bad. All right, interesting. Uh, and just, you know, getting back to the offensive line, the Eagles used 14 different offensive line combinations in 16 games. We all know what, what they went through this year. Offensive line in particular, it was it was a mess. Uh, so what what's one area that we can definitely see some change coming? And, and I know you just kind of outlined it to start the conversation. It's hard to, to really predict. Brandon Brooks, Lane Johnson, you have a core here that if healthy and if they all decide to return, you're saying, okay, this is still a pretty damn good group. But what's one area on this line that you say, okay, well, we can upgrade here and how? Well, left tackle. Uh, is still the area where you would say, uh, uh, you know, you could have some excitement over Jordan Mailata. You can 
I uh, think Andre Dillard's going to be back. He's certainly going to be back healthy at 100%. Uh, question is, will the Eagles keep him, trade him? What What's going to happen there? Uh, so you have options, and in theory, you, if you're bringing back both, you you do an old-school competition, and whoever wins the position wins the position, and hopefully you play at a high level. But I, I will say that that's largely unproven. Um, you know, my lot of was uneven. I think uh, everyone is a little bit uh, – Way, a little bit too excited uh, about his ceiling as a player because there's still some consistency issues, and understandably so. I mean, we all know the story, what he came from. Uh, but if you want to compare it to the heights of Jason Peters, uh, again, not the last few seasons and certainly last season when he struggled mightily. I'm talking about the Pro Bowl uh, and even the All-Pro Jason Peters. Uh, that position is nowhere close to that right now. Uh, but that's kind of nitpicking. I mean, if you have the other four positions, if, if Lane is back and healthy, if Brandon's back and healthy, if Jason decides to play and is healthy, and Isaac Samalo is your left guard, that's that's pretty darn good. And that would be really quickly, again, the strength of this team, to be honest, no matter who wins that left tackle position. Kelsey has been uh, a name we bring up a lot. Whether he may, de- you know, he may decide to just step away from the game. He's mentioned it in the past. He may decide to go play with his brother in Kansas City. Like we don't know, but let's assume he doesn't return for whatever reason. What are the Eagles going to do to try and fill that void? Well, they have options, and that's. That's the good part of it. I, I mean, for years, this team has said probably uh, the best position for Isaac Sayamalo is center. Um, and there was talk very similar to when Lane Johnson first got here. If you remember, uh, they drafted him as a right tackle. Ultimately, they thought he would flip over uh, to left tackle when Jason Peters retired. Uh, and then Jason kept playing and playing well and playing and playing well, and it got to a point where they were like, okay, Wayne's the best right tackle in football. We're not going to move him. Um, and, and, and I'm not saying Isaac is that type of player, but early in his career, uh, that was the plan, that he would be the center once Jason Kelsey was gone. And Jason has continued to play at such a high level, and Isaac has kind of solidified that left guard position um, so they might go in a different direction, but that's an option. Nate Herbig has a, uh, has a history of playing center. That's an option. Luke Zariga's here, who was a center, who is a natural center. That's an option. So they have a lot of bodies. They, you know, we talk about this team's deficiencies, um, from a depth standpoint all over the roster. Not really an offensive line. They have a lot of, of, of players. Uh, because of the guys coming back from injury. And they also have a lot of young players that were forced into action and played pretty well and have become legitimate prospects, guys like Herbig and Mylotta and also Jack Driscoll. A lot of of bodies, a lot of options, not as big as a concern as most, most other positions. They do have a lot of options, and they can get creative. Let me just start with this. There's some names being thrown around as it relates to the sixth overall pick. Uh, Sewell from uh, Oregon, 
uh, offensive tackle. He's like blue chip, the real deal. We have Slater from uh, Northwestern, who's uh, he can play all five positions, I think, on the offensive line. So you have some guys that could come in right away and be a huge impact with the offensive line. Do you see that being any possibility at all? Yeah, I, I do see it as a possibility because that's what this team believes in. They believe in, in building up front on both sides of the football. And really, the defensive line, uh, there's not any worthy um, prospects at number six. It's not a, a, a great season for the defensive line in the draft. Um, I don't think you're going to see any top ten picks uh, from the defensive line. Um so if you just go from the Eagles and what they believe in their history, you know, it's quarterback and offensive line before anything else. And there are prospects who will be most notable uh, that are worthy of that selection. Ultimately, I don't think he's going to get the six, so it's not going to be a concern. I don't think they pick Slater there, but, hey, you never know. This team loves offensive linemen. They believe and getting offensive linemen, but uh, I do think they have enough coming back that they don't have to uh, force the issue and are probably going to look in a different direction, I would say. Would it make sense to trade someone they have now, whether it's Jordan Mailata, uh, Dillard, like like you said, ton of options um so let's try and predict some other creative ones that that could happen or uncreative <laughs> yeah i mean i you know there is when we talk about it starts with brooks and johnson i mean they're big names but they make a lot of money they're aging and they both have a pretty significant uh injury history um so i i think it's more likely that the Eagles try to restructure uh, them, both of them, to be honest. And that's part of that salary cap thing that we talk about that's a little overblown because the Eagles are going to restructure Brandon Graham. They're going to restructure most likely Fletcher Cox, probably uh, some of the offensive linemen, and that'll help them as well. Um, But, you know, if things go in a negative direction, um, I can't imagine the Eagles trading them because of their contracts. You're not going to get uh, value back uh, unless things go uh, really poorly when it comes to the renegotiation front. And remember, you know, I get to see numbers, but I don't get to see actual wording. A lot of modern contracts have clauses, um, you know, built in where you can just restructure. You don't need the player's approval. Um, so in a lot of instances, the Eagles can do that on their own. In the movies, the, the money is just moved around. Um, so we'll see how all that works out. But you have to at least put uh, Brooks and Johnson, uh, at least a little bit, just put an asterisk next to their names because of their age, because of their contracts, because of their injury history. Uh, that the Eagles might uh, consider doing something. Um, but, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, <laughs> as we said, how, how much do you like Jack Driscoll? How much do you like Jordan Mailata? Can he play right tackle? You know, think about that. Maybe you have Andre Diller at left tackle, Jordan Mailata right tackle. A lot of, that's what we said, a lot of options for this team. 
if you're Nick Sirianni, what? There's a lot of options. There's so much uncertainty everywhere on this team, but at offensive line too. I mean, what what's Lane Johnson becoming? You know, he's getting injured. What's Brandon Brooks becoming? You know, it's he's not human, Brooks, as we all know. But you know, it, there's a chance he takes a step back here after what he's been through. Like, there's so much uncertainty, and then there's so much focus on the quarterback spot. But if you don't have the offensive line, you're not going to be able to see what you have at all uh, under center. Yeah, and that's that's part of the problem because generally when you get to the age of, of Lane Johnson and Brandon Brooks and you are injury-prone, it doesn't usually just solve itself. Um, so I, I do think it's uh, legitimate to be concerned about both of those players because the injury history has been pretty significant. You can go back to what Lane said about his ankle last year when he finally uh, sort of tapped out and said, I, I just can't play anymore, and he described it as exploding on him. That's not a good explanation. Um, so you do have to worry about it. You do have to worry about can they stay healthy, can they play 16 games. But on the other hand, you have to at least envision that if they do play 16 games, well, you you you've uh, I'm sure you've seen, Ryan, certain people say that the Eagles should do what the Sixers did and blow this whole thing up. I got news for you. If you have Dillard, Sayamalo, Kelsey, Brooks, Johnson, this team could win a bad division next year. That's That's how good that group potentially could be if everybody's healthy, if everybody's playing 16 games. That could shift this team dramatically that alone no matter who the quarterback is who the receivers are all the weapons that's how good that group could potentially be if they're healthy and playing together for 16 games and i think that could be the downfall of this organization too like we're wrapping up after tonight's conversation we basically we went through the offensive side of the ball and one thing that's transparent here, there, there's a rebuild possibility for each position. Wide receiver, quarterback, running back, tight end, Ertz leaving, uh, and now offensive line. Like, and, and Howie Roseman and Lori, they have to decide, are we retooling or rebuilding and that answer, I don't think, can be the same for every single position on the offensive side of the ball, can it? No, and it never is. It, and and that's why I think the comparisons to NBA level, you know, rebuilds are are not fair in the NFL because you don't have to do it. And you know, every team has veteran players, and every team needs veteran players, and every position um, is always fluid. And and. You know, certain teams are are really good at certain positions and really bad at others. The Eagles are no different. Uh, On paper, as I said, the offensive line, if everyone's healthy, and that's a big if, I I can't emphasize that enough. That is a huge if. If everyone's healthy and everyone's back, I mean, it's, it's a top five offensive line. And that's how quickly things shift. You go from 
bottom ten to top five that quickly, just with getting Lane Johnson, Brandon Brooks, and Andre Dillard back. That's how quickly it could happen. Those are three. Those are three talented players. Two that are proven. One that has a, a tremendous talent. I mean, that's a big, big difference. Yeah, it's it's huge, and it, it's so much unknown. Talking with the uh, talking about the offensive line here with John McMullen. Follow John at JF McMullen on Twitter, phillyvoice.com, and si.com is where you can find all of John's written work and extending the play every Saturday at 10 a.m. on 1490. Uh, is there any names that that you're aware of here outside of the first round at offensive line? And you know, it's there always is, but anyone that you can say, okay, if they can look here and, and really improve this offensive line still with youth? Boy, I, I mean, because of what they have and because of the depth, you know, one of the things I, I – I, one of the terms that Jim Schwartz always coined and used and I loved was startup cost. And he said there's a lot of startup cost with the young players, but once you're forced into it, and you're generally usually forced into it by injury, as the Eagles were, uh, all of a sudden it, 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 it ramps up the development. You get there quickly. I can't emphasize enough how good Nate Herbig was late last season. I mean, that guy was a legitimate starting guard in the NFL. And, you know, I don't know anybody who saw that coming. And I think everybody loves Jordan Mailata for different reasons. I don't think he's nearly as advanced as Nate Herbig is, and I think people that will shock people. But, uh, you know, to me, Jordan's more of a, a feast or famine guy. He's so big. He's so strong. He's so athletic. Uh, when he does something well, it's it's like Quentin Nelson. It's like everybody calls Quentin Nelson offensive line porn, but he does it consistently. Whereas Jordan does it very, very inconsistently because he's still tremendously raw. But you got a lot of those startup costs out of the way is what I'm trying to say. And to a lesser extent, same thing with the Jack Driscoll as well. So how many, and these are all extremely young players, uh, how many how many prospects do you need uh, as far as developmental goes? And that's why I, I don't think, um, even though the Eagles believe that that's where you build your football team, as I said, on both sides of the line, they have so many other holes. When you're talking later in the draft when needs become real and you have to fill certain positions, I don't think they're going to be looking at offensive line because they have so many – they have so many young players. I haven't even gotten to Sue Opeta who they like. And I mentioned a little bit about Jariga they like. I, I mean, they, they're deep on the offensive line. I know that shocks people because of the 14 different groups. But remember, those guys, those injured guys, they're coming back in theory. We'll uh, we'll transition to the defensive side of the ball here, starting tomorrow night. And you know, just to wrap up this conversation tonight, John, let's look at the NFL as a whole right now because there's so many storylines 
uh, story out today on ESPN.com that the Jets GM, Joe Douglas, says he's open to Sam Darnold offers, and he downplays the idea of trading for a star player. Your thoughts there and the, and the potential impact? Well, I, I think you have to downplay it as much as possible. Um, and sort of this, this is sort of the, the combine availability, uh, which is always a little bit, uh, I want to call it uh, useless because it's always good. And we have it in Philadelphia. We, we're not going to get Nick Sirianni or Harry Roseman uh, before the new league year. But typically when you have the combine, remember, it's before the new league year. You can't talk about trade. So you know, you go back to Frank Wright. You know he couldn't talk about Carson Wentz. <laughs> he couldn't use that name. Now you try to get around it as much as possible, uh, but certainly you can't go in. Like you know, Joe can't say I'm going to go all in for Deshaun Watson or I'm going to try to get Russell Wilson. So you sort of dance around these types of things, and obviously they want to generate as much interest in Sam Darnold as possible. They're going in a different direction at quarterback. The only question is, is that different direction going to be a Watson type or is it going to be Zach Wilson, a rookie? That, to me, is the only question with the Jets. We'll we'll, uh, talk about it plenty, I'm sure, as all these dominoes were waiting for the first one to fall as, you know, the quarterback carousel. uh, That's the offseason name for the NFL this year. John and I will talk about the Eagles and everything else surrounding the NFL latest every night at 7.30. Follow John at J.F. McMullen. Go check out his work at phillyvoice.com and Sports Illustrated at si.com and listen to John every Saturday, 10 a.m extending the play all right john go watch the sixers take on the utah jazz that's a big one it is it is it would be uh really nice for them to get this win here tonight before the break we'll see gotta gotta take good shots as as uh the jazz often do analytics game analytics baby that's what it's all about all right john (laughs) we'll do it again tomorrow all right thanks Ryan. yep all right, there he is, Johnny Mack. And here's my two cents as we have like a minute and a half before I have to get to the top of the hour VEASAN update. Good stuff from John. Good stuff from Mitch Lawrence. We're live on Twitch, twitch.tv slash thefix1490. I don't want to hear, oh, well, you know, this division's really bad. And, you know, if these players are healthy and if this pans out and if that pans out and this and that, then maybe the Eagles can win a bad division. Uh, Great. What the bleep does that mean? What is that getting them? An 8-8 NFC East title. What does that get them? Nothing. Like, I don't want any decisions made or not made this offseason Because of the potential to win a crappy NFC East. Like, we've seen this team pass on the opportunity to rebuild and quote-unquote retool and take another stab at things. And they stab themselves. And they swing and miss. If you think you have a guy at number six who's a left tackle, who can be an all-pro at left tackle for the next ten years, get him! Get them. Don't placate to the fans or the media. Don't 
try and get too cute. Build this team. You just cleaned house with the coaching staff. You just got rid of the quarterback and Carson Wentz. You have questions all over the field on both sides. Don't even let a thought creep into your mind about winning this stupid, crappy NFC East division. I don't care. I don't care. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.